Hi, I'm Kate Bailey. I'm a coach, an author, and a sober mama. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi, and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And today it's Kate, and I'm joined by Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Kate. Hello. Nancy is well you've been on fairly recently actually but you're on for a completely different reason um because we're going to have a we're going to have a chat about the group program that Mandy and I wrote uh, a couple of years ago and that we are facilitating this yeah. uh yeah so in a couple of weeks time and so Nancy is a certified coach just to remind people certified coach and certified addictive behaviors coach and she is a trainee compassionate inquiry uh practitioner um which is the work of doc- Dr. Gabal Mate which is really hugely exciting so hello again Nancy how are you doing? I'm all right, Kate. Yeah, really pleased to be here again and excited, excited to be co-facilitating with you. So Nancy's going to ask me some questions so that I can explain, yeah, what it what it is, what is Love Sober Life School, why we do it, why we love it, um, why Nancy's such a great addition to, to this program this year, why I'm delighted to be working with her and just kind of what we do to stay and love so because it's very much at the heart of the program you know and we'll, we will dive into this it's not a quit program it's part of the maintenance part of that addictive cycle that that we you know that behavioralist model then we go into contemplation um we go into preparation where we might be reading books and stuff like that about you know, I'd be reading some quitlets, Googling a bit. Um, Then we do action and maybe we've done dry January and stuff. Maybe we decide that we want to get this on board for a bit longer. And then we go through into this period called maintenance. Um, And this is actually a really important bit of the sober journey. Um, And as I said, it's not the quit part, it's the stay in love part. And that's what Love Sober Life School speaks to. Um, And so we'll be diving into that. And it's super important because the last part of that is recurrence or relapse. So we do need to take care and add tools into that bit um, so that we don't fall back, you know, and we don't get sobriety fatigued and we don't go back to drinking and then have that demoralizing feeling of, oh, fuck done it again you know which which you know I know I've been there um I haven't been there and I have to say you know from the very early days of me stopping drinking I had you and Mandy in the podcast and you were a huge inspiration you know I was getting tips and tools and you really were both role role models and I was over the last four and a half years, I've been learning all of the stuff that you give in this 12 week program, kind of on my own. Um, but then eventually, Mandy became my coach. Um, I trained in addictive behaviors. So I was learning the stuff in order to share that with other people. And as they often say, you you teach what you need to learn, right? So I was learning stuff that I could then embody and use myself. And it's taken me 
four and a half years. Mm -hmm. Um, But from the outset, I had this love sober philosophy that I really wanted to love my life. I wanted it to be positive and not something that I was embarrassed about or that I had to hide or I wanted to feel really proud and and happy and positive. And I think it's absolutely given me that, which is why I'm so excited to be to be sharing it and, and doing it with you now. It feels like oh. such a, I don't know, like um as in your words, Kate, a stick in the sand for me. <laughs> oh, stick in the old sand. <laughs> yeah, and it feels like a right, you know, it feels appropriate, doesn't it? And um and I and I love that. And interestingly, like you said, yeah, I I love what you said about the fact that we learn and we teach what we need to learn. Um, and I definitely think that's why that was the reason behind the 12 week course. This is I didn't have the language at the time, but I remember when I met when I met Mandy back way back when we had this discussion about whether it was too long. And I said, no, I really think 12 a 12 week course, it's like no, it's got to be a 12 week course. And I, I was absolutely passionate about it because I had gone back to drinking after a year, after 13 months of sobriety, because, you know, this was like getting on for a decade ago, like you said, but actually wasn't anything out there. There was still the recovery models, um, but there weren't any podcasts. There mm. actually weren't. There weren't programs. It was, you know, so yeah. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. And I love what you said about, you know, this, the course being 12 weeks, but actually it's basically everything that we have put together and understood and known and needed over about eight years of sobriety. Yeah. And, and all of your trainings uh, and all of the, the science stuff and the positive psychology and the mindfulness and just all of it all of the stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's brilliant. So yeah, who's it for? Who would you say it's for this course? Love Sober Life School is for busy women. um, But it's if you've got a few months of sobriety, or maybe you're a returner. So maybe you've done dry January, and you've done a lot of reading, done some, you know, read some quitlet. And maybe you've done a bit longer, you know, but you've been learning and know your way around. Maybe you've, yeah, read quite a lot of the books and maybe you've done a programme already. So it's not for absolute beginners. It's for people who kind of have a bit of that knowledge on board. And maybe it's if we have a lot of um, a real positive feedback from women who either have done that, said, look, I've done this, this and this and it hasn't quite stuck. So if it hasn't, if you've done a few things, but it hasn't quite stuck, that's good. And also if you're a returner, so if you've, um, sorry, if you've, if you've, if you've gone back, if you've done some sober time and gone back, this is good. And also if you've got a bit of sobriety fatigue, so if you're like getting to three months or maybe you're, you know, eight weeks or six months, and we've even had people who are like, you know, coming up to a year, just going, I feel like my mojo is running out Uh, you know now yeah the what it is it's for the what now piece yeah Yeah. I remember that at three months the euphoria of um 
it was just like getting all my clarity back and suddenly having this burst of joy and color and, and life felt great and then that wears off and it's just like oh now it's just life right mm. <laughs> and that can be really disconcerting and I remember that happening um to me the very first year and the people having people who had been through it and were saying actually it gets so much better that's really normal at three months you flatline yeah. at six months you flatline the neural pathways are starting to wire um you've it's hedonic ab adaptation and actually it's brilliant because it's a sign that you're ready to grow yes. but it feels like oh no oh no all the joy and all the yes and all the yay has run out and now I just this just feels shit yes <laughs> and it can yeah, be so life. demoralizing yeah and um kind of what is it how what is it what does it consist of okay yeah, so so it's a 12 week program and you get a webinar um, on the on the Monday and on the Sunday we have a group reflection. So it's a group coaching call and a connect and reflect session. So it's an open share and you reflect on the week and the material. Um, what's been the biggest takeaway? And because it's coaching, we go, OK, what we you know, are we keeping some of that or what are we adding in? And then we make the intention for the next week. So it's we move forward together in a group and it's a small group. Um, we try and definitely keep it under mm, 15. Um, so that's I think that's the max that, that we've we've had and we wouldn't want to really go above that. Um, so spaces are limited. Um, it, you know, if there was a sudden influx, maybe we, we'd put on another program, but that might have to be later. Um, and you get bite-sized videos because the other thing is we want to get lots of really good information on board but you don't want to overwhelm people so the daily videos are just very bite-sized a couple of minutes long um yeah. and that's Mandy and I talking about yeah just introducing the idea for the day a little tip a little tool if something absolutely vibes with you from that day, we've got extra resources. There's loads of resources, which then you can disappear down a rabbit hole. And we resource TED Talks. We've got downloads. We've got extra books you can read. So it's like this is the little taste. And then you can deep dive if you want. But you don't have to. Yeah, you know, that's, we've got, got the time. That's what I, I love, actually, when I each week when I when I looked at the, the bonus section and all those additional bits, it was just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it just felt really, um, I don't know, exciting, it, you know, to, to have that option. But also for me, you know, the, the fact that it's visual video content, it's really easy to absorb and take on. And, and those bite sizes, I think, are really important. Mm. Yeah, and you have the um, have it for life as well. So once you uh, sign up for Love Sober Life School, you have, yeah, it's yours for life. So you can return to it and you can, you know, we always talk about, don't we, the cycles of life. We were talking about that before we got on the call. And so we can cycle rounds and get something completely diff different out of it than mm. some when we revisit information, can't we? You know, yeah. so. Um, I think what I love about the course is I think there's enough there to, and it will land in the way that it needs to land for, yeah. a, for where you are on your sober journey. And we also very much encourage people because um, 
you know, that I trained in the neurobiology of stress, which is sometimes called trauma, how trauma shows up in the nervous system. So we very much, um, we want to avoid overwhelm. So we, you would never turn up and be asked, what did you do this week? And how much did you do? And if anyone was like, yeah. you know what, I didn't do any this, anything this week, they get a round of applause because it's like, well done for looking after your needs and not doing anything. So it's very much like you have to respect your pace, your needs, your capacity. And, you know, like, you know, we're both coaches, right? And when you, you know, when you do coaching, you are the boss, you're the boss of you and your 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 process essentially and we we want to be very very respectful about that for people you know yeah because no one knows you better than you do right exactly exactly yeah. yeah fantastic something you said there just really um reminded me of this the, the gabor mate training that i'm doing the compassionate inquiry we cycle through the same um course content the same information three times levels one, two, and three, and it's the same information. And some people just really don't get it. But ha having done it, I'm now on level three. Mm. Each level, you just embody something either more deeply, or you learn something new, or something makes sense this time that you didn't even notice before. Because also of the, the, the progress of you as an individual, you know, you're your nervous system changes or your what's going in your life changes and different things become relevant at different times. So the fact that this is is available, you know, long term and people can revisit it and pick, pick, pick up the things that maybe they ignored yeah. at the beginning um, is super beneficial. So the course content is written by Mandy and I uh, from the last few years of training and, and experience. But I'm really so excited to welcome you on board in terms of how you work with people and how you facilitate groups and just, yeah, your, your coaching approach really and holding space and doing the Gabble Mate training, which I know that, you know, we, the sober folks love Gabble Mate. He's been just incredible as this yeah compassionate um ground changing you know figure so I just wanted to yeah tell us how you your approach really your approach to holding that space and helping people go through the program yeah I think the reason that I was really called to do this compassionate inquiry training it's because it just spoke to me it's kind of it's who I am a compassionate person, you know, I have a lot of love, I have a lot to give in that sense. So I hold a very compassionate, accepting, judgment free space. And um, I always invite curiosity, you know, questions, and invite people just to raise their awareness like notice notice when there's resistance um can you can you give yourself compassion for that you know if you've slipped back and had a drink like you must have in that moment there was part of you that really needed that and let's just honor that and it's okay um and what what can you learn from that what was it you really needed what could you do next time 
and and I think I I try and give people the compassion that they need until they're able to give it to themselves mm. um and and the love sometimes mm. people often when they're you know they're coming out of these behaviors that inner critic and the voice of judgment is really strong yeah and um, so it's yeah i'm there to mm. to to be that sort of safe solid foundation that loving voice mm. voice and bringing people along with that so they can start doing it for themselves mm. um yeah and i i'm t i just i wanted to pick up on thank you for that and i i love i love and i value that you know that sort of compassionate and I know how important that is on the sober journey you know because we often have so much you know shame and self-blame and irritation with ourselves it's like, oh and that that's when we need it the most you know if we have a slip up we just need that so that we can learn otherwise we'll just shut down right just shut down and add to the layers of kind of hurt there um and I was just thinking, like, how much, like, I, I'm going to enjoy working with you in this space as I was, like, thinking about what, what I'm like as a coach. And I feel like I am, like, I love what you said about holding that compassion for people until they have learned compassion for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I would say I am, like, the biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Like, I will just have your back 100% until you're like, yes, I'm a badass. Yes. Get me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no that's not negative let's put that through the positive lens I'm not having that you're you're badass and and that hope mongering and it's like so much about this journey is like having hope as well about seeing people you know and yeah like and I can remember the last my, yeah sorry yeah seeing people's possibility you were saying that before weren't yeah. you yeah it's the what in the training, my compassion inquiry, we have five levels of compassion, and one of mm -hmm. those is the compassion of possibility. You know, seeing people not for who they're showing up as in this moment, but for who they can be, um, and the compassion of understanding. Like, I see you. What is in you is in me. We're we're the same. You know that common humanity. Sorry, mm -hmm. I, I interrupted, and I think I derailed you then. <laughs> That's all right. No, I love that because we remembered the, yeah, the, I thought that, that the possibility piece. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and so, yeah, this, this may, I'll speak a little bit more about maybe the maintenance part of, of why, why it's important because we almost need to work with, you know, it's like variety being the spice of life, right? And no one wants well speak for everyone. No one wants to be boring. No one wants to be bored or fed up. Well, um, but so this kind of when we're ready for that new bit of growth and we can feel that sobriety fatigue, it's very much about getting tools on board and also maybe troubleshooting some of the things like like Nancy was saying. You know, when you cycle around, maybe some elements of your sober journey you're still doing by willpower. So it could be like you've got your chill time you've got a really good kind of Hugo toolkit for like, okay, I'm really managing my stress. So I can really know that I know when to take down time and I've, I've done all that. 
However, you might be still really white knuckling it through your um, socialising. So we take all the different bits and bobs as well of, of the kind of the things that we found sticky and just have a new look at them and make sure those toolkits are there. So, so if I go through, so we're in the, the first week we're finding our feet and we're just making sure the preparation and the mindset and setting out the program, we move into um, habits because, oh, you know, the secret of the success is hidden in our daily routine. And when we know how to kind of managing, you know, maybe uh, transition times, through the day, stress points, triggers, um, then we can really, it just gives us a lot of confidence to know that, yeah, it's not, I'm not struggling all the time, but it this, this is a bit sticky. So we've got to start small, really. We do need to look at our daily routine. So we do that. We dive into self-care. We look at like part of the things that um, Mandy and I were very passionate about was raising awareness and calling bullshit on the social the cultural messages around alcohol and that that sort of yeah that that assumption that somehow there's something wrong with us and we're like no the whole of the UK has a problem with alcohol don't put it on me (laughs) and that like rah get your rah on yeah yeah so we're very um and but then we're like looking at introducing things like the science of happiness um going a bit more into self-compassion that kind of um, or um, wonder, creativity, states of flow as well, which again are like super important for resilience training and also just for, you know, for staying happy. So those are kind of really important bits. We look at, you know, socializing um, and we really encourage that kind of, you know, sober treats, connection, community, and you were going to ask me, weren't you, about that sort of why it's a group program? I've just remembered yeah, that. Yeah, about that. The, the power of being in a group, you know, I, I think I know the answer to that, but I wanted to ask you, um, particularly for this course, you know, what, what does that add? Yeah, so the group is a little sprinkle of magic because, you know, if you're looking Uh, accountability and I always hate the word accountability because it makes me feel like someone's checking up on me but but essentially that means I see you you see me you know with that common humanity piece that you you mentioned and also we know that if we're wanting to properly establish habit change we've got to make things rewarding Um, we have to track progress So, well, these are the really solid scientific things. So by checking in with the group every week, we uh, we track our progress. It's rewarding because we're seen and other people see us and we have to. um, And also, yeah, it needs to be part of a group. So social connection and being seen are like power balls in terms of habit change. So that's why, you know, those bits of information, we get all the psycho ed on board. It's a daily rhythm. And then we get to celebrate and support each other once a week in the group. And for some reason, that all together is that little bit of sprinkling of magic. Yeah, I noticed that in a in a, a small group that I did, and that was the early days, you know, of, mm. of changing habits. And some, you know, a big part of the feedback was how amazing it was to hear other people be vulnerable and share their stories. 
um, and how that makes you then feel safe and able to share and you kind of grow together. Mm. Um, and that, and you mentioned it, you know, the connection, um, we're wired for connection, mm. wired for it. And it's a fundamental need of all of us to be seen and heard and understood for exactly mm. who we are. And, and some of us, you know, might not have really felt that before mm. in our lives. So to be with other women who are showing up authentically and being vulnerable, um, that gives you the permission to do the same. And it's an incredible feeling, mm. I think. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And, it, and like you said, I think there's that, um, you know, that combination of the fact that you, you know, it's like you, you celebrate and commiserate together, you celebrate and, and hold that compassionate space because we know life's impactful and you don't run out of chances and you don't run out of time to do this. Do you know what I mean? It's yes. like, this is about learning. It's yes. about learning. I know people who've got 20 years down the line and for some reason life's been hugely impactful and shit's hit the fan. You know, it's like, it's not about, I don't know, jumping through hoops and proving something. It's about support, community, connection, learning and getting things on board that make you feel good and robust and, yeah, just solid and, mm. yeah, confident, I think, confident. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I love group work. Mm. It's my favourite thing. It is my absolute favourite thing. Um, apart from teaching children. Yeah which was not my, that was probably my least favourite thing. <laughs> I was really not happy as a teacher, really didn't suit my nervous system. But I really love it, yeah, as that that kind of adult group space. I, I really do love that. It's my, it's my favourite thing. Yeah. Um, and you, because you feed off each other, don't you, as well? You get that kind of people, you know, we all learn from each other. So it's yeah. a very rich sort of experience. Yeah, and we we wire together, like our brains wire together. And in that group, if you know, we we will we'll help regulate each other, and yeah. you know, we will bring because we're both can be playful and silly as well as serious and mm. and compassionate and kind, and and it's just the energy that mm. can happen in a group, even via Zoom. It's just as powerful. Been doing a lot of Zoom calls recently, and you feel that you know just yeah. that eye contact and the smiles, and and even and even if there's tears, um, you know, I remember <laughs> just it's just reminded me of the um, the club soda um, festival that we did, Kate, when I was on the panel, and I cried. And I looked out to the audience, and there were about three other women that I'd triggered, and they were both. <laughs> they were oh. Oh. Um, yeah yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, it's the rough and the smooth isn't it and we'll be there to to hold yeah exactly and what about so what in terms of we talked about this maintenance piece what's in your yeah what's important for you in your maintenance bit of your toolkit mm, well I think um one of the biggest ones and it happened pretty much at the three month mark for me was the joy of being in nature. 
And just it's so simple, you know, and I don't even have to go far, even just looking out of my bedroom window, looking at the trees, looking at the clouds, um, picking up leaves, you know, when I walk my dogs in the park, it gives me so much joy. Um, so that's a big one. Um, yoga, definitely. Uh, I would like to say I have a daily practice, but I don't, that would be a lie. <laughs> I, I do occasionally if I, if I have the time and I remember, but I, yeah, I go out of the house probably twice a week and do yoga. But then for me, creativity, um, mm -hmm. and I find that in all kinds of things, you know, putting on makeup and getting dressed, mm -hmm. even if that's just for, um, to walk the dogs, you know, I'll yeah. an outfit. Like today I'm wearing, you know, I've got a stripy waistcoat and matching stripy trousers on and, and lipstick and no one's seeing this, but mm. just spending that time thinking of putting things together. So the creative piece, I've started an adult art class that I do, and that's something that is just for me, where I mm. totally don't think about parenting or looking after my mum or coaching mm. or anything. It's just... I get out, you know, whatever we're learning that session, pastels, I do that, and and creativity in TikTok. Yeah, um, yeah. And maintenance, what else is there? My hot tub, I have to say. <laughs> I'm so jealous of the hot tub. <laughs> early, early on in in our sobriety, my husband and I, and we, you know, we got it on um what do you call it hp where you pay monthly mm. yeah it's just sinking into hot water and it doesn't have to mm. it can be a bath because it gives me that uh, yeah. feeling that yeah. i used to get from the glug glug sound of yeah it's like that gabba yeah yeah like literally gabba flowing through <laughs> yeah um mm. and therapy and um giving myself time and allowing myself being kind to myself giving myself mm. the kindness of saying do you know what yeah i probably need to go to yoga but i'm i don't want to see people today mm. uh, i had a rough i had a rough weekend mm. grief you know that my my grieving process was sort of cracked open again and i spent a lot of time in bed my own and just giving myself permission so to sort of yeah just meeting myself where I am at mm. and being really okay with whatever that is mm. that's yeah been... meeting your needs essentially yeah. isn't it mm. yeah. learning to mm. learning that I have needs yeah what, recognizing what they are and then how to meet them and yeah. that's something that I've really only developed in the last year with help from coaching um mm. from mandy and and just knowing that i needed more you know i needed mm. to add more in and some big power tools like good therapy yeah 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 what about you what about me yeah and i mean i i lo love what you said about um yeah just meeting those needs because essentially this is what this is about isn't it it's about the fact that we used alcohol in an attempt to meet some need and many needs mm. um 
in a in a maladaptive way and so this is about identifying the need and then meeting it in an adaptive way in a helpful way um with all the tools that we can get on board just to bring it back to you know the life school um so for me in terms of my maintenance and it does change because it's about being curious isn't it it's about the inquiry so learning to inquire in the first place needs me to clear enough space in my diary to have that moment to reflect and to plan and to check in and actually I had a car crash in the summer and so now I'm having some therapy because it triggered some old trauma so I'm doing some EMDR and I had this chat with with therapists yesterday and we're working with the child states that might be triggered and then whilst also staying in your adult so it's this back and forward between the adult and the child states and she said to me so and I said actually what has happened in the past is that if I get triggered then I kind of you know I'll have lost lost the adult or I'm so in the adult that I'm not out so she said well well, you know what do you what will you need and I said I think I just I need to strengthen the bridge between those two Mm-hmm. and she meant she went off on something and I thought no I stopped listening to her and I thought no actually what that is is I have to create time and space in my day for journaling for inquiry for sitting in reflection for doing the slow yoga to hear and I'm still very much in that like I can be very busy and not create enough space so my number one weapon of choice would be the diary and not fucking it up which I have totally done yesterday when I triple booked myself which is like that triggered such a lot of shame so so yeah so my diary being being a very good weapon of choice when I when I use it um yoga so movement Mm. and 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 creativity and also I love being around horses I love being around in nature and being around bigger mammals than me that I can just put my lovely my lovely cheek my cheek (laughs) against their lovely my lovely old cheek against their lovely neck (laughs) and um yeah just feel their lovely soft breath and and so yeah I think the sensory tools as well um but anything essentially that kind of helps me to not kick off into some activated state which is you know like you say sometimes it's lighting up sometimes it's soothing and again this is sort of stuff that I got on board probably maybe in the last year and a half so been on the sober journey what nine years this is quite recent you know in the last couple of years so constantly you know always you know opportunities to learn yeah to feel better feel better so yeah so that's me um whatever I think we've covered everything haven't we anything we haven't covered today I suppose the cost the cost of the course this year it it's on early bird um it was just over a thousand and then it went down to 595 last year as the early bird and the year before but actually had a real rethink about it this year just because especially in the UK, um, well, maybe other places as well, but things with the shit hitting the fan, um, with like Liz Truss and (laughs) and everything else, we're making it 450, 450. So that's like, there's a a payment plan, so you could pay 150 
per month so less than one-to-one coaching um, and hopefully a bit more Mm. yeah I mean I've seen some one-to-one 12 week coachings up to two thousand pounds so I just think it's amazing value for the amount of content and support so yeah that's great and when does it start it starts on the 13th of November right the 13th of November so they're Sunday afternoon calls 5 p.m GMT so 6 p.m if you're in the in the um on the continent the European continent um I don't know what that would be it's probably about 12 o'clock New York um and early in the morning for yeah, people on the west coast and, yeah California yeah so I know we have got someone signed up and she's in New Zealand um and she says so she'll be making the calls on 5 5 a.m on a Monday morning and she was just like no it's a great way to start my week like it's like yes so we will hopefully we will have people from all over the world you know to, to, from um but yeah, our little intimate intimate group so I love that that's what I love about technology mm-hmm. <laughs> and the whole zoom thing it was daunting for me at first zoom but I just god it's just amazing yeah yeah connect like that yeah um, definitely yeah so obviously it goes through that really triggery holiday period of Christmas and New Year which is Mm. yeah so for if you're in the states I think that covers Thanksgiving doesn't it that was the idea um that we go through Advent you know the silly season Christmas New Year and do dry January and then we sort of emerge like butterflies in February just going I feel so much better and now it's springtime and what a brilliant time to have got that good amount of time sober you know the dregs of winter are out of the way and we've got some real yeah solid sober time and light and you know the days are getting lighter so that always feels like quite a good um you know what I'm like with the season seasonal stuff but that always feels like it's good and yeah good good to get through the silly season together and we usually have a Christmas party on on zoom and put a hat on or Put a hat on. That's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was a a practical uh, point that I Mm. wanted to mention. um, That, as well as all the daily content, like that, the platform it's off Facebook, isn't it? And it's private. And there's like a chat function, so you can interact with other group members through the week on the platform yeah you can that's thanks nancy yeah so it's on kajabi that's the platform we use so you download the free app onto a phone or a tablet or you can just access the site that are through the love sober site on the on the website there's like a donut shape and you click and you log in but the kajabi app is really good yeah and then you put your login details then and then you get the the content is drip fed every day because we know that if you're anything like well if you're anything like me you'd have tried to rinse the whole course in the first week and then just gone right done that (laughs) so it's drip fed so that we can't get ahead of ourselves and we're just we've got somewhere so it's being paced yeah so a new content becomes available on the monday on the sunday night i believe so it drops in on the monday morning for the next week after reflection session 
Yeah. Yeah. And so if people are listening to this and have any more questions, what should they do? How should they reach out? Yeah, just send me an email at kate at lovesober.com. If you go to Love Sober, the site, there is a lot. There's a page on Life School. There's various buttons um, pointing to it. So you could read about the course content um, and you can read all the testimonials. We've got loads of testimonials written and video testimonials from past um, people who have done it, um, which is lovely. So you can read there and listen to them and watch their videos, what they've got out of it. Um, yeah, and then just get in touch with me at kate at lovesober.com. Right. What's your reason to love sober today, Nancy? Today, my reason to love sober is that it has opened the door for my healing process. So without getting sober, I never would have um, been where I am now and facing some tough stuff. But, but yeah, that integration of all parts of me has only been possible because of, of getting sober. Mm. you. Oh, well done. That's beautiful. Um, well, I had my mind went to, and I don't know whether it was a Maya Angelou quote or um, was it Jeanette Winterson who wrote "Oranges are not the only fruit." I can't remember, but there was one of those, one of those books where there was this real struggle and oppression. And at some point, I think it was Maya Angelou, I think it was, I know why the cage bird sings. She says, she finally stands up for herself and says, no, this is my time. And your dead body is the only welcome mat I need for my life, right? And she storms out. And um, and I feel like that about alcohol. I feel like mm -hmm. the, the the dead, the, the, the corpse of alcohol. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going a bit noir today. But that was the welcome mat I needed getting rid of that shit was welcome that I needed for yeah. my life okay. yeah absolutely uh, I say that a lot it's like um sobriety is is the key in the door to the rest of your life it's like opening yeah. the door yeah that's a bit of a nicer image than mine <laughs> I like them both I have to I'm say not Days. Well, you know, we're going towards Halloween, so I thought I would just, you know, introduce a little bit of kind of darkness and macabre, you know. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Thanks for um, interviewing me today about the course and, and helping me to kind of, you know, articulate what it's about in the hopes that, you know, that it lands with, you know, if it lands with you and you think, actually, I could really do with that. I think one of the testimonials is, don't uh don't hesitate just do it don't even think about it <laughs> so yeah um you know obviously do think about it it's your life and it's your you know it's your yeah. money and it's your time so of course do think about it but um yeah if you've got any questions just just reach out you know and know that yeah. you're not alone no can we do the tip of the day Have we got oh time? yeah what's your tip of the day? That. i forgot about that <laughs> um uh, my tip of the day is be curious. So if you have already stopped alcohol, just be curious about what you're doing in your life, where you're spending your time. And because, yeah, I lent 
in a lot to social media and my phone at the beginning. And there was something underneath that that I needed to get curious about. So yeah, just bring curiosity to what's going on for you. Mm, I love the curious curiosity. Um, mm. My tip of the day is I've just, I think my mind is so random today, but it's, I think it's a bit like subjects. It's because, you know, I'm doing that the Hagitude program about all about the menopause with Dr. Sharon Blackie. So it's about, um, you know, honoring right of your rights of passage and honoring your, the change and being curious, I guess. But um, so on one of them, the, there's a thread on there that's encouraging people to um, mark the, the menopause in some creative way like what would you do and there's various things on there and um so I had my ears pierced again and I was thinking about this and I I've had a tragus put in which is like it's making me feel really rock and roll so it's like you know that bit in the ear so it's not on the actual roundy bit of the ear but the little the bit of the flat bit, yeah. the cartilage bit and honest to god I feel so badass having like this I've got a bit of bling in there and a bit of bling in the second hole and I'm gonna get another couple and I'm like yeah I'm like this kind of like midlife kind of like I feel quite badass with my new piercings yeah, yeah. so um so yeah I don't know what that tip was being curious ex experimenting and having a sober treat and marking your rights of transition however yeah. the hell you want yeah yeah. celebrate 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 yourself celebrate your life celebrate where you've come from celebrate how far you've come celebrate where you're going to go next you know it is it's something about that yeah I love that mm. well done oh, well, done. well done for menopause and getting a piercing yeah, thank <laughs> you <laughs> all right so we'll see you for next week for more chat take care everyone bye, bye.